A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own home town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. When an angel snapped the old thin threads of speech, with an untimely birth announcement, slit the seemly cloth of an even more blessed event with shears of miracles, invaded the privacy of a dream, multiplied to ravage the dark silk of the sky, the innocent ears with swords of sound. News in a new dimension demanded qualification. The righteous were as vulnerable as others. They trembled for those strong antecedent words. Fear not. Whether goat herds, virgins, workers in wood, or holy barren priests. In our nights, our complicated modern dreams, they rarely flow into visions. No contemporary Gabriel dumbfounds our worship, or burning visits our bedrooms. No satellite signposts haul us, earthbound by starstruck, half around the world with hope. 
are our sensibilities too blunt to be assaulted with spatial power plays and far-out proclamations of peace? Sterile skeptics. Yet we may be broken to his slow, silent birth, his beginning new in us, his bigness may still burst our self-contaminant to tell us, even without angels, fear not. God knows we need to hear it. When Joseph had his angel encounter, the words that stand out to me are this, fear not. Don't be afraid, Joseph. He must have been afraid. He must have been overwhelmed, first of all, by an angel visit. He must have been overwhelmed by the news that Mary was pregnant, not by him, but by the Holy Spirit. And he must have been fearful about how to proceed. What should I do? How do I guard the reputation of my wife, Mary? How do I protect her from the criticism that will come her way? And when criticism comes her way, how will I support her in the midst of this mystery? Fear not, Joseph. And when the king wants to kill him, I want to imagine he heard the words echoing once again in his ears, Fear not, Joseph. Don't be afraid. And when he lost his child, Jesus, on a family trip and later found him in the temple, during those panic moments, if you've ever experienced it, there's nothing like it, losing a child. Maybe the words came back to him, fear not, Joseph. Of course, the words fear not were just directed not to Joseph, but to others as well. They were directed to Mary. You can imagine her fear, her fear when the angel appeared to her, that's always fearful, but especially when she realized what the angel's news was, the prediction of what this was going to be, this impossibility. But no, Mary, nothing is impossible with God. Fear not. Fear not, even though you might worry that Joseph won't understand. Fear not, Mary, because I know you're worried that other people won't understand. Fear not, Mary, because I know you can see behind the eyes and the glances when people say to you, honey, it's okay, I believe it, and they don't. Fear not, Mary. Fear not, Mary. Just raise the Son of God. Really? There's no script for this. There's no how-to book for raising the Son of God. How am I going to... Fear not, Mary. Just raise the child. And when he went to the cross... Do you suppose maybe then she heard the words again? Fear not, Mary. 
Just believe. Trust me. Of course, fear not was not just for Joseph or for Mary. The same words were used for the shepherds when in a field, unexpected, completely out of nowhere. With the bleeding of the sheep, angels appeared in the sky and their face down as you and I would be in terror for their very life. And the words, among others, are this, fear not. Don't be afraid. Because I bring you great tidings, good tidings of great joy, which are to all people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You'll find that baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Fear not, shepherds. Don't be afraid by my holiness, says the angel. Also, fear not, shepherds, because we know, if you were here last week, you might remember the description that Pastor Dan gave of shepherds and their reputation. It wasn't a good one. Shepherds didn't have a great reputation. And the angel comes to shepherds who have a lousy reputation or on the lower part of the social totem pole. And he says to them, I want you to listen to me and to proclaim the news and to go to the stable. Fear not, shepherds, that your reputation has preceded you. Just follow me. Don't be afraid to change your plans this night. Something new has dawned on humanity. So the question for us, right, is what do we need to hear? Have you ever noticed that the most important things in life are the ones that need to be repeated? Not so much the new information, but the information we know and need to know again. So my question to you is when? When do you hear or need to hear? Those words, fear not. When everything in your life has changed and nothing is certain but uncertainty, you need to hear the words, fear not. Or perhaps the proverb, which is an extension of the words. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. He'll make them straight. Fear not. Or maybe you need to hear it when your well-laid plans, your hard work lies in shambles. It looks as though everything you've invested your life in is gone like a vapor. You struggle to make meaning out of it. Hear those words, fear not. Why? Because God works in all things for the good of those who love him. Fear not. Or you probably especially need to hear it when you've lost your job or you've lost a spouse or someone close to you or you're grieving the loss of someone even last year 
Or you've lost your most treasured possession, your marriage. Fear not. I, though they may, I will never leave you or forsake you. Fear not. Maybe it's when an illness strikes, an illness that's severe and could, could even end in death. You need to hear the words, fear not. And then those words, fear not, need to be extended with these words. No matter what, who shall separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Fear not. I'm with you. You know, there may be another time where you especially need to hear it. Maybe you're that person who actually fears God. Maybe you're that person who's looking at God and saying, I can't, I can't go there. I'm not righteous enough. And if I go there, he may demand of me things I cannot make a commitment to. I can't do it. Fear not. Why? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. And here's the end of the good news. In that same passage, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. When you encounter God, fear not, because Christ is calling you to sins forgiven to an eternal life that will never, never perish. Fear not. We need it now. We need it always. Take it with you. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, in the midst of the carols and the lights and the packages and the joy of family and friends and the festivity of these holidays which are so beautiful, even in the midst of that, Lord, we, we might be empty. And of course, the source of our emptiness is not things. It seems that it's relationship and perspective. We pray, Lord, that at Christmas, right here today, you will allow us 
the grace to renew our relationship with you. To turn once again and to trust you unconditionally with our lives. And perhaps for someone here today to trust you with their life for the first time. For forgiveness of sins. And Lord, help us to carry away today with us the words of the angel spoken to so many, fear not. Don't be afraid. Because I bring you good news of great joy. Which will be to all people. We're among the people, Lord. The good news is for us. Maybe, may we embrace it today and find hope and peace through Christ our Lord. Amen.